Message on my heart and still burning in my heart. And what he put in my heart was, What do you see? Tell somebody, What do you see? Oh, tell another person, What do you see? Tell the next person, What do you see? Hallelujah. In fact, our reaction and sometimes our actions depend on what we see and what we hear. You can be in a situation, you can either panic. Be relaxed, depending on how your mind processes the situation. Israel saw Goliath, and their mind processed that Goliath is a giant and will kill them. So they were terrified, afraid, and ran away. David saw the same Goliath. When David came, Goliath having reduced his size. It was the same Goliath with the same words, speaking the same things, but David also saw it in a different line. He saw this man is too huge for me to miss. The surface is too big that if I haven't learned how to shoot, this man, I can't miss him. How do you see? What do you see? Israel, when they were going to enter into the land, Moses sent them to go and scout the place. And when they went, it was a good plan. By your head, God saying, I'm taking you to a place, but you haven't seen it. But seeing it also will energize you to be able to run quickly to enter into it. So they said, What God has said, let's go and verify it before we put our life at stake. And when they went, it was exactly the truth. But they saw two things. They saw what God told them. Everything God said was true. But in addition, they lifted up their eyes off from what God said and also looked at some giant. 
who were already on that land. Sometimes, the same way we do, God gives us a land to take, but we focus on the problem. He, Israel, came back with that report, carrying what God have said they are going to inherit. There were buildings, there were houses, there were those good things which God have said. And they brought it. But they gave a bad report. That all that God said is true. Like most of us always say. Anytime we say God, oh God's word is great. And we add but. There's always but. They also saw some giant. Twelve people went. Ten people saw. They all saw the same thing. Ten people focused were on the giant. Two people's focus was on the unseen God. So there was two reactions. Those whose focus were on the giant were afraid. Those whose focus was on the unseen God had faith. That is exactly what this well is about. The well will not change for you. It is the way you see. The way you see things that will change the well for you. Hallelujah. I'm going to give another example which I love so much, which I spoke from the book of Kings. That the king of Syria had always planned to come and attack God's people. And anytime he sat in his cabinet meeting, closed door cabinet meeting, they took the plan, we want to go and fight from this people with his army generals, this is where we want to pass, we want to pass Adenta, this time we'll pass Adenta, but we won't go straight, we'll pass this area and pass this Lungu Lungu, go and pass through uh, 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 this area, we'll pass through uh, uh, Pantang, then we'll move like this and move like that. By the time they finish, is no longer a surprise. The thing was told to Elisha, and Elisha will tell the king, these people are coming here tomorrow, so make sure you don't pass there. The Bible said that not once, once could be a chance, not twice, two times could be a chance. But when you plan all your, we do all your plan, and your enemy is able to know all the plans, anytime you want to take a step, at the same time, then there's something wrong. The king sat down and said, mm, there's a traitor among us. He doesn't know the traitor was God. <laughs> he said, which one of you 
is against us and is for this people. Because whatever we sit in the cabinet meeting to discuss by the time we finish is outside. With our pictures and our voices. Social media. Did he understand? He said, tell us which one of us the king started to be not to distrust his generals because he thinks one of them had been going out to leak out the information. And they say, oh, we have our intelligence working. Our intelligence, no, intelligence didn't start these days. So it used to start a long time. Day to day, managed to know who was giving the, uh, uh, the information. He said, look, King, whatsoever you even get into your room, your bedroom, and your plan, the first day you even thought that we must pass here, there's a man in Dotan. And one of the servants said, none, my God, my Lord, O King, but Elisha, the prophet, who is in Israel, tell the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. He will tell the king in Israel even when he gets into his bedroom. It means that he and his wife even if they talk and they insult the king, God hears. So whatever we do, God, he sees and he hears. God hears and God sees whatsoever is done in secret. The kind of God we serve is not a God we can hide things from. Whether in darkness, whether in light, he sees. So the king didn't end there. He said, then I will solve the problem. The problem, if I solve this problem, then I can go and attack and win. The problem, the, if I'm able to capture this man, then I'll finish. So he sent early in the morning, great army. The Bible said, he sent chariot, uh, horses, chariot, and armies. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great, not a small, and what? Ever say great army. Say great army. They didn't even say only army, but great army because the guy, if you don't bring great army, he may outwit all of you. So he planned as if he's going to attack a complete nation. And they came by night. Because the devil will always come by night. He will operate in your dark side. He will operate when you are unaware. But if you have this God on your side, night and day means nothing. By night while you asleep, the Bible says he neither sleep nor slumber. He watches over you. Then, let's look at it. 
And they came by night and surrounded the city. So they surrounded the city so that he will not have any chance to escape. So there was no way Elisha, the man of God, could escape. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to his master, Alas, my master, what shall we do? When you see with the natural eyes, this is the question. The servant saw chariot, saw horses, saw that great army. That is what the servant was seeing. Whatever you see will make you, will show the cry you should cry. It produced, this is not, he's not pretending to say alas in surprise. In fact, it's alas out of fear. He said, hey, Elijah, are you sleeping? Get up! And Elijah laughed. And look at the answer Elijah gave him. So he answered, do not what? Fear. Tell somebody, do not fear. Why should we not fear? For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So it means that there were two people around them. The servant only saw one. The servant saw the army of Syria. He saw the chariot of Syria. He saw the horses of Syria, but never saw the chariot of heaven. Elisha also was seeing. Let's look at what Elisha saw. Said, This is why Elisha saw. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see what I see. Sometimes if people don't see what you see, no amount of uh, words can comfort them. No amount of words can bring faith in them. Sometimes their eyes revelation must come. When revelation comes, fear dissipates. He said, God, open his eyes. This is not a time to now tell him God can overcome your enemy for you. No, no, no. The guy, have, there's already something imprinted in the mind. And he knows that this kind of army is brutal. They are there to destroy us. Nothing can change their mind. They've taken a command from the king. So nothing can change the mind of his servant. He said, God, this man is seen only one way. Open his eyes. May God open your eyes today. May the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. 
open his eyes that he may see. Look at what he saw. Ha, I love God. And behold, then the Lord opened what? The eyes of the young man. And what did he see? He saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses. What? Chariots and what? Of fire around Elijah. So God matched the Syrian army with a superior ammunition. When did this chariot of fire come? They were there a long time. I believe that this chariot of fire have always been around Elijah. You remember when Elijah left, he saw a chariot of fire that separated Elijah from Elijah. People said the chariot of the fire, the one that carried Elijah up. But the Bible says it's a wild wind. He left this army that look the mandate you have, you need protection. The same mandate I had, I was protected. That gave me the boldness to be able to face all the bad prophets. Because I knew this chariot of fire is always around me. So that is why when they sent 50 soldiers to come and arrest me, I just commanded chariot of fire, release fire, and fire. And that was all. It bent them. So Elisha understands the chariot of fire. So when even they went to the mountain of Carmel to, to, to go and do the contest, what he asked is that anyone whose God can bring fire. He was seeing this chariot of fire that they just need to touch the thing and that is all. He didn't need to pray much. What he was seeing, no one was seeing it. So he didn't care whether water was poured upon whatever it is. What he knew is that this fire is so great that nothing can withstand it. Let me go back. Elisha's servant saw great army of Syria saw chariot of Syria, saw horses of the Syria king. I mean, but Elijah, Elisha saw God's chariot, God army around. So he prayed. And when he prayed, and his eyes got open, he saw that God's chariot of fire has outnumbered the Syrian 
chariot so much that he couldn't see the Syrian chariot again. It's only the chariot of fire of God around them. It will depend on what you see. From that time, his faith changed. His cry of alas ended. The situation having changed, but he saw differently. Fear was no longer in his heart because he was seeing different things now. Sometimes what we see is the one that caused the fear. What we hear is the one that caused the fear. What do you see? Sometimes, hey, pastor, you don't know. Yeah, I tell me from. Yes, I don't know. But there is something better, greater, spiritual. In fact, this is what I love this scripture. About Moses. Now, Hebrew eleven twenty seven. Hebrew eleven twenty seven. Hebrews eleven. Seeing the invisible. Said by faith, he Moses forsook. Egypt. In fact, where Moses was, he should feel comfortable. There's a future for him. He was going to rule Egypt. He wasn't feeling hungry. He knows he will never feel hungry. He knows after Pharaoh, he has a place. He was in a palace. Even if there's inflation, it doesn't affect his pocket. So why should he leave all this? He forsook. You cannot forsake something which is good uh, if you don't see anything. Not fearing what? The wrath of the king. But the king Pharaoh was a very powerful king whose arm can get to any place. And Moses have stayed in the palace and have seen the power which Pharaoh had. So, he, Moses, what does he have to be able to face this Pharaoh? He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of God, the king. For he endured a seeing who? Him who is what? Invisible. Until we see the invisible God in our life, we will be afraid of men, we'll be afraid of failure, we'll be afraid of other things. When you see the invisible God, everything becomes dim before your eyes. And what God has said, the word of God become a mountain before you. 
What do you see as individual? What do we see as a church? What do we see as a nation? And what do we see as Africa? The continent. The continent. What do we see? Sometimes you see things that can form your whole being. People give up. They say, Ghana in Yebium. And I say, Ghana, a page. Once I'm inside, I see chariot of fire around us. You may see sicknesses, diseases, sin, corruption all around you, but the incorruptible one, I see him. He's the one we see. He's the one we see. And he has the power to influence. Moses took that bold decision not just because he took it. He knew something. He saw something. People thought that Moses just loved his people. So he killed this one and he, he, he went away. No, 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 no. You are wrong. Moses had a revelation about God. You don't just do things because people are doing things. Sometimes even we pastors, we begin to preach and do things like somebody God have used so much. You think when you make the hand like this, that's where the miracle happened. Hey, that is not it. It's by revelation. <laughs> Moses saw the invisible God. Even though he's invisible, he was visible to Moses. Even though the chariot were invisible, they were visible to Elijah. Today, the Christian is dealing with the invisible God who can be visible by revelation to the believer. And until we get this, we will then live anyhow. Once we understand this invisible God, look, nobody has to police you. I think it is also a solution even to sin. Wherever you go, how many of you are, how many of you are here who can sin publicly? Who want to sin publicly? Unless you've taken something and, and that one, your brain is not involved. Every sin want to be done in darkness. But when we have that idea that God sees the invisible God, you see him the night, you see him, he gives you comfort. Wherever you are going, he gives you strength. Some of us are afraid of witches and wizards. The rest, you have faith. And you see the invisible wizard and wishes, but you don't see the invisible God. How? I pray that your eyes will be open. I pray that God will unveil everything out of your eyes. Then Elisha 
when the servant's eyes got open, the blindness on the servant's eyes moved to the Syrians. So he walked to the Syrians. It was transferred to them. <laughs> because they are now in different realms. They've moved into the spiritual realm and the Syrians are now in the physical realm. So the Syrians could not see them, but they could see them. So they went to the Syrian, who do you want? And they said, we want Elisha. He said, follow us. We'll take you to Elisha. With all their intelligent uh, information that they had, they knew Elisha was in that house. But that blindness hit them. And their mind got confused. They even lost their bearing where they were. <laughs> he said, follow me. And they followed. Now Elisha said to them, this is not the way. Nor is this the city. Follow me. And I will bring you to the man whom you seek. They have planned. They've executed their plan. They went to the city. And now somebody have come. <laughs> and they were there early in the morning just to arrest him. He said, this is not the place. You've lost the way. <laughs> this is not the way. Blindness of mind. Blindness of heart. Blindness of eyes. Came. He said, follow me. Because there were two people. He took them in a different realm. And the people were following them. Then they ended into, he took them from that city to another place. And they were still following him. As if they had never done geography. They've come to that city before. They might have fought that city before. They know they turned very, that, that place very well. They, they told the king he's there. And they planned to come there. But spiritual blindness. Today, I pray that spiritual blindness will hit your enemies, will hit your problem, will hit what is looking for you, will hit anything that wants to destroy your life. May spiritual blindness hit it. And may you have control over it. Finally, this is not the way, nor is the city. Follow me and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to where? Samaria. And they went to Samaria. So it was when they had come to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, you know, first he prayed that he should close his, uh, uh, he should open his, uh, his servant's eyes. And now he's praying that this people through their eyes will be open. <laughs> so the planner went to say, Lord, let's I want them to see more. He said, Lord, Open the eyes of this man. <laughs> Elisha. Elisha. He transferred the blind to them. They said, oh, you don't have to stay with them. <laughs> he said, Lord, open the eyes. The eyes. And they saw. And there they were inside where? Samaria. Disarmed. Now when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, my father, 
Shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Politicians, they know. <laughs> when they catch you, they open and they want to finish you. They will never have mercy on their opponent. Say, let me kill. And I say, hey, you don't understand the game. <laughs> this game is the Lord who is fighting. If you could fight, you could have gone to fight. So he said, but he answered, you shall not kill them. Will you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? It is not only today that when people are captured in war, prisoners of war are preserved. He asked that, look, prisoners of war, once you capture them, disarm them, you don't kill them. So this one, you, if you do that, you don't do it then. If God, who have captured those people and have brought them, you think he will allow you to kill them. Some of you, you just, we always want to pray prayer of vengeance. You pray that prayer and add all of us. Because I have witnessed, I might have witnessed that person. I've spoken to the person. He said, God should kill me too, because I spoke to the person. <laughs> <laughs> but you shall not kill them you will kill those whom you have taken up with your sword and your bow set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master oh, you see <laughs> people who are harassing you who are looking for your destruction who are always planning for you to fall who are always talking evil about you, who are always destroying you on social media, then you'll get them in your hand. What will you do? <laughs> you tell me the truth. You tell me the truth. Don't lie in the church. Kai! <laughs> he God. He God. This one, let me kill them. Eh? This one, let me kill them. The next one, we'll forgive them. Because feed them. Get them food. To eat. Mawong again, Papa. Kai! Ha! What kind of God do we serve? God, I've got my enemies. I've got this one who have troubled my life throughout. Some say, Pastor, this one is difficult. Sanya, I'm assuming the head. He said, give them food. See, anytime God does something, there's a reason. He wants to give you peace. And the price of peace is this. If he had killed them, they will gather army and they will continue to fight. Which one do you want? 
Say, feed them. Send them as evangelists to go and preach what they have seen. What have happened to them. Because the city won't be able to know that the God of Israel can blind them people and can take them and capture them and take them to a place because they have gone through. They are witnesses of what God can do. They are now go back, let them go back and become witnesses. But they have known the power of God. Let them go back and tell the king how powerful the God of Israel is. But the king wouldn't know. So they fed them. And let's look at what they went. Then they prepared a great feast. Ah! For them. After they ate and drank, he sent them away. And they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. That is the price of peace. God wants to keep them out totally. But they will never try because they have tasted the story that was going around in Israel, uh, in, in, in Syria, put fear in anybody to go to Israel to go and do something. And it's not Israelites that should tell them for them to believe. Their own people, their own general, their own army, their own people, their own chariot will have to send that message back to them. And from that day, they never had peace council. What they did was that there was a perpetual peace for Israel. This is how God thinks. For man, he thinks that by fighting you will give him peace. But for God, he knows by showing you mercy will give you peace. Say, prophet, this is your preaching. I want vengeance preaching. Where you call, I want the other side. Where you pray. That their mind, they should be blind. Look at you. What do you see? What do you see? We are surrounded by witness. We are surrounded by the Holy Spirit, by angels. They are closer to us than the devil. So stop listening to the devil all the time and listen to God. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. It takes the revelation to know that there's a greater one in you. And that was what Elisha's servant saw. That is a greater one around them, with them, than those who are against them. Today, I want you to leave this place. The greater, the greater one with you than those who are against you. The entire world must be against you, but don't be afraid. God is on your side. God is for you. God will do it for you. I want you to move your eyes from the problem and from the mountains and look at the solution which is Christ. And that is exactly what it is. 
the people who saw the snakes biting them, they died. Those who looked and put their eyes off from the biting of the snake and looked at the thing which Moses put there, they were saved. Today, I want your mind to be fixed well on Christ, on God, and you shall have peace in the midst of trouble. God bless you. We thank God for his grace. May we pray for about five minutes asking God to open our eyes to see what, who is around us to see him. Just pray. I want you to pray that God open my eyes that I might see. Take away every scale from my eyes. Lord, I might see my potential. I might see my future. I might see what I will be in future. I will see those who are for me. I will see those who are supposed to help me. Sometimes God will bring people on your path to help you, but you'll fight them. No, no, no. Lord, help me open my eyes so that I might see those people. I might see my helpers. I might see them. Even those who don't want to help you, you must see them that this people, when I follow them, they'll put me here. So may God open our eyes that we might see. Ask God to open the eyes of your children, open the eyes of your family, open the eyes of everything, open the eyes of everyone in your family that you might see right so that you can follow the ways of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, for your grace upon our life. Lord, open our eyes that we might see. Lord, bring silence to the mouth and the activities of our enemy when they sit down to plan by night and by day. We have gone through too much. Lord, we want to have perpetual peace. Perpetual peace. Perpetual peace. Perpetual peace. Lord, you have the ability to bring and to silence our enemy. Lord, we bring them before you. In the name of Jesus. Every enemy be silent in the life of every member here. Enemy be silent and no longer to attack, to continue to, to frustrate God's people in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, we bless you today. The Lord, the world is offering us things. He's offering us things and open our eyes to see things that are frightening. But Lord, we refuse to see those ones. We shift our eye from the physical and we look at the unseen man, unseen God, the invisible God who is still powerful. Lord, we pray that Lord help our eyes in any situation and everyone fall into any situation, Lord, open their eyes to see the answers, to see who is for them, to see who is helping them, to see their helpers in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen.